So we are in part five of our five-part series, Marriage in the Garden. Yes. And so today we're going to be looking at marriage after the fall. Welcome to the A More Excellent Way podcast with Dr. James and Nicola Hawkins. Here we seek to inspire and equip couples and families to go about their relationship with God and each other in, in a, a more, more excellent, excellent way. Is serious. James and Nicola getting delirious. <laughs> Oh my gosh, guys, we have been having such a good time <laughs> going over this uh, creation um, area with marriage. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Mm. So I know, right, the journey is like we started off with this beautiful picture mm. that God creates man and woman in his image. Yes. It, mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And that marriage has purpose and that God created them a complementary relationship that they fit together Mm -hmm. for God's glory and for Mm -hmm. honor and that they share this very intimate bond. Yeah. This yeah. Partnership and Mm -hmm. God gave provision and his presence was with them. And, but sadly it didn't stay that way. Satan comes in to break the order. Yeah. He creates this isolation and deception Mm -hmm. uh, to get in between and, and cause them to fall. And now, so they've had this time where they've had this beautiful connection but now there's this disconnection between them now. And so how do they respond to that? And this is so important for us, for you and I, like it's how we handle disconnection that can make a huge difference. Right. I agree. And I want to give that to you all. We said this in the last podcast, disconnection is going to happen. There's going to be times where you're just not going to feel like you're on the same page or you're going to have conflict. It's what you do with it. Right. And actually handling conflict. Well, is what makes marriage even stronger. It's not mm-hmm. not having conflict that yeah. makes it stronger. We've definitely found that out. Yes. Yeah. And so now we're going to see what happens to them. Like this is the fall now. How does this, what, what's the state of Adam and Eve's marriage? And I, what I feel like for, for, for me, like when I look at this and I look at the pattern and kind of like my work as uh, as a pastor and as a therapist, I feel like sometimes like we get, we go to marriage and we get married on the wedding day mm. and we're picturing marriage before the fall. Mm-hmm. And we want the shalom and that's good. We should want that. We want to walk in, uh, you know, in, in that connection with God and who he created, he's created us to be and, mm. and connecting with our partner and enjoying like this, this companionship. Mm-hmm. But what yeah. happens is we also, sometimes I think what happens is when that dream or something rocks that mm-hmm. we kind of get stuck in patterns where we just live out in the fall. So it's like we we search for shalom while we're in the midst of this kind of the fall. Like we want to be in the light while there is darkness, you right. know. Yeah. Uh, and so I want to kind of jump into that, right? Where we not where we're looking at how do Adam and Eve respond after the fall? And so picking up in Genesis chapter three with uh, verse seven, um, that the eyes of them now, like before, we just want to highlight Genesis two twenty five. We didn't talk about that much before. That they were both naked and they had no shame, so there was nothing that they felt like they had to hide from each other. They could be open and vulnerable, and very intimately connected. Mm-hmm. But now Genesis three and seven, the eyes of them both, uh, the eyes of both of them were open, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together. And make coverings for themselves. Mm. 
wow. Yeah. Whereas before they had this ability to just be open. It's like, there's nothing to hide. There's nothing that all of a sudden, like there's something here and I don't want you to see it. Yeah. We kind of mentioned this in the last one. What do you, right. you know, what do you do with that when that moment comes up? Right. Right. Get some fern, cover up. And that's what they did. <laughs> they went shopping. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They okay. went clothes shopping. Retail therapy. Everybody at the mall that's clothes shopping is just a bunch of sinners trying to cover themselves up. Oh, you stop <laughs> it. <laughs> You're so silly. Uh, uh, then it goes on. But not only do they cover themselves up from each other, it says and picks up in verse eight. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Mm-hmm. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Mm. So not only is there a disconnection in them and in their marriage, there's disconnection between them and God. And we know that before the fall, like Adam, definitely we know that it says that God walked with him in the cool of the day, Yeah, that they enjoyed this intimacy and this connection. But now we can't deal with recognizing that there's this problem or this issue that's in us. Mm-hmm. And so we make a move to do something with it. And we cover it up in, in many ways. Oh, yeah. And that's what happens, right? In many ways. And we see this relationally here. What happens is they attempt to cover themselves from each other and move from their connection with God. And we that can happen in marriage. Do you find yourself like, you know, I know for me, let me just be, I guess, transparent, right? Like I definitely have a hard time because once again, I think I said on the, uh, uh, one of the podcasts, right? It's one thing to be loved when you're getting things right whatever that means mm-hmm. or when you're doing well, mm-hmm. but it's so hard to trust that you're going to experience love when you don't get it right. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was nothing that like someone like did something to me or anything of that nature. For me, it's like I got used to just succeeding and receiving affirmation or what felt like love. And I was, I lived in fear of if I am not that, then the love might go away. I'm going to be found out. <laughs> well, yeah. not even just found out maybe, but that's maybe part, but it's like, I might lose it. Mm, if that right. Makes any There's sense. no affirmation that's going to come. If I don't do things like this, mm-hmm. maybe okay. so, or just the connection, like kind of like you mentioned on the, the, the part, like, will I be seen differently? Will mm-hmm. you, can you accept me there? Yeah. Yeah. Right. In that place. Yeah. And I know that's hard. I want to say this and I'm going to say it. And I'm, I don't want to say it lightly, but I do want to say this. It is such a different experience of love to be loved in a place. In, in, even in your pain and in the not so beautiful places mm. to, to be loved there. Yeah. 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 And so, so we see Adam and Eve and they struggle with that here. In this place, they immediately, it's like, I have to cover up. Something's changed now. Mm-hmm. And they cover up. And I guess I want to, you know, if you don't have anything, I just want to move on to what, how God responds. Yeah. Um, I really like. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they, so here they are in the garden. We know God knows all. But God shows up and he's, he begins to ask them some questions. And the first one he asks is like, Adam, where are you? And mm-hmm. a- and Adam tells him, he said, you know, I heard you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. And then God says, wait, who told you that you were naked? And he knows that here. He says, have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? In other words, have you disobeyed me? Mm-hmm. Catch Adam's response here. <laughs> <laughs> the man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. In other words, right. God... 
is your fault and her fault. Mm-hmm. The woman you put here, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? He immediately shifts it. It's not me. The woman you put here, God. Yeah. You did this. You put her here. That blame. Right? Exactly. Blame game. You nailed it. <laughs> blame. That's exactly it. That's one of the problems. You know, that's one of how we deal with it in sin. That's another way. We isolate and hide. Mm-hmm. Or we, and Don't we blame. find out. If I get called out, then I'm going to find somebody or something to blame. Yeah. You are the result of all the problems that are here because right. of you. And we have to be very careful. That's a very dangerous place to be in marriage in the sense of we're not like it's one thing to to be able to say, Hey, I have an issue here. Something's bothering me. Yeah. But that's like yeah, me saying like absolutely. me, I'm owning it in me mm-hmm. versus, Hey, if you were better off or if you weren't this, then that's a whole different place, you know, of handling it, Whereas the problem is you. Mm-hmm. And the only way that this marriage is going to be better is if you get better. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. Isn't, it couldn't be in me. Right. Um, and that can, and that can happen because sometimes we're not aware of what, of our own, what's going on in us. We can't see it. And two, this sometimes it's just hard to make room for it because maybe it's hard to make room that there's something wrong or something off about us. Right. Right. For whatever reason we protect it by seeing it outside of us and not necessarily within us. Because if we see that within us, that could create great shame and guilt. Yeah. It's kind of like scary. It's like this thing come up about me, this, this wait, I don't like that. So let me avoid it. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're the other, you're the spouse out there that's listening right now. And you find yourself on the other end of that sometimes, where it feels like you're always like, it's being you and you're being labeled. And I want to give you this. And I'm not telling you like, you know, that it becomes your burden to bear, but I like the catching that. Like you just said it, it's scary. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when we do that, when I do that, it's because I'm scared. I can't make space for that in me. Mm -hmm. So it feels safer when it's out there and it's in you. Right. Kind of idea. Right. Right. And so, you know, so he says, the woman you put here, then the God said to the woman, what is this you've done? And she says, the serpent deceived me and I ate, you know, at least she went with some level of vulnerability. Actually, she says she did tell the serpent he did deceive her and I ate. She like owned in a sense part of what she did. She's like, yeah, he deceived me and I ate. She kind of still deflects it out to him. Right. And so right. I, I want to make sure I just once again catch those questions that I ask because I think they're very important for, for couples to be able to ask and to reflect on even in marriage to locate your heart. Uh, I learned this from Dr. Ian Jones. And usually these are individual questions, but I think they really uh, they can apply to marriage. And the first question is, where am I? Where am I at in relationship with God? Mm-hmm. Am I, like I close that. to him am I, or am I close to him or am I far away? But then also apply that to your marriage. Where am I at in relationship to my spouse? Am I close? Am I far away? Is there some barriers between us? Are there some blocks that keep us from connecting? Mm. Right? I like that. And then, you know, have you eaten from the tree that I told you not to? Is there any area in my life where I'm walking in disobedience to God? Mm-hmm. You know? Um yeah. And then he asked them, you know, who told you who you told were naked? You. Right. Yeah. And with that, who told you you're naked? That's really a question I think of influence. Yeah. In other okay. words, Adam or James or Nicola or whoever's listening, what outside entity has come in? Because like Adam said, we were naked. God's like, when I left you alone in the garden before everything was fine, 
what other outside force and entity has come in now and convinced you that something's wrong with you? Convince you and you co-sign with them. It's one thing to hear something and it's coming in at you, but it's another thing to say, oh, what what, what I'm hearing and what influence are coming in at me, it's actually true and I'm going to act up on it. That's you right. know, that's right. Um, and in, in this time and age is so many things um, that that from the news, every scroll you make, <laughs> you know, um, movies, so many, so many things. I'm not, not saying all these things are ne- necessarily bad or wrong, but they just have so many information that's bombarding your space um, to the point where you really have to fight to make room and make space for mm-hmm. what's what's true what's, what's the word of god you know what yeah. what what is written about this subject matter about me about my spouse about my kids about how do i handle a co-worker it's just so many um uh, influencers and influencing going on mm-hmm. and it's like really have to slow down to peel back yes. to get attuned with the word of God. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that question. You know, who told you? Like I find myself even even using this sometimes is like, okay, where am I at? Okay. What's what's influenced me? Who told me? What what's going on? Mm-hmm. That's right. You know? And then the next one he goes into, what is this you have done? Mm-hmm. For Adam's uh particular uh in happening is that he he chose to um, take part of this thing that was outside the order of God, you know, and even to take it back home, it's like, what is being presented to me? What's, what's an influence? Mm-hmm. And am I partaking in that thing? Mm. You know, yeah. what decision am I making? And how do I then handle it? How do I, how do I respond to God when he's saying, you know, um, Nicola, what are you doing? You know, what's going on in your life right now? What are you taking part of? You know, is that what I called you to do and walk in in the season? Mm-hmm. You know, and one thing I really like, and I even use this sometime with with my kids, you know, like that sense of staying curious. Like God did not come out here swinging like Adam. Get from behind that fern bush. Eve, why'd you sit there and talk to the... You were convinced it's a fern bush. (laughs) They're kind of pretty. (laughs) But, you know, the point is he didn't just come out just telling them about themselves. Like, he was so gentle. And I feel like, I don't know, that's what I imagined, that he was gentle and caring about this. If I'm asking a question and staying curious and I didn't come to uh, uh, a exclamation mark or period, like, I feel like that's that that was a like for me like a I hear God being gentle to me maybe I just need yeah. I just need that voice so maybe that's my default that God is approaching me with gentle and care and kindness yeah. and he's not condemning me and he's not a, just accusing me but he's wanting to ask me these questions and in my answering these questions my heart is being revealed not only to him because he knows these things but it's also revealing my heart to myself mm-hmm. and then I can choose then from that point what do I want to realign with how do I want to come back underneath his order his protection his provision his truth you know what I mean Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yes and so 
I don't know. What does that look like for you? You know, what, what, what in your life is going on where God is like, who, you know, where are you at right now? You know, I'm, I instructed for you to do these things in this season, but I see so many different things going on. Where are you at? What's influence you daughter, son, what's influencing you? And what is this you have done? You know, and, and that what you've done is not like a shaming, you, no, but a call to kind of like let's Come reason out, together, let reason together, let's talk about, let's let's just unpack all of this. I'm giving you the opportunity for confession. Yes, wow. yes, yes. Because I don't want you to have to stay up under this shame. I don't want to stay this up. guilt by yourself. Actually, I have I have provision. You, you know that take off that fern. I'm gonna make you something a little bit more durable and sustainable <laughs> then right. then that fern just gonna dry up in a little bit but I'm, I'm gonna give you this here um animal skin that's gonna last a little bit longer honey you know and so I, I just see his grace showing up even in that moment and there's grace for you too Nicola I think we're gonna have to do a bonus podcast to this series you think so yeah and the reason why i'm saying that is because like one you know as we went through this and by no means like we have we went into the depth that we go into Um, like with seminars whatever but (laughs) i think um like man like uh, even unpacking the beauty of oneness more but Mm. then even two like god does come in like i love what you said he does step in and make provision like he goes on and he gets the questions and he clarifies he gets curious and like really wants to like Mm -hmm. where are we really at and then Mm -hmm. he does go into pronouncing kind of like now because you've done this this is what's going to happen and there is a sense of painful labor Mm -hmm. for both of them Eve, painful labor in childbirth, Adam, painful labor in the field. Mm-hmm. And then he says to Eve, one of the things he said that really sticks out is that this idea is like, now your desire shall be for your husband, but he shall rule mm. over you. And I think really unpacking even that, uh, because I think that's a place where we still get stuck at. And what does that mean? Yeah. You know, um, and that's a big one. It is. I was right. going to say that. too. <laughs> that's a big one. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a. Mm hmm. So you so I just want to say that like so even with what we talked about here today and part of looking at Adam and even their struggle after that what we really do want to you to catch is what happens like when this sense of shame comes up mm-hmm. it is a very powerful thing and definitely you know probably one of the leading voices and kind of that we hear in mainstream out there is Brene Brown Hey Brene right yeah because <laughs> she's gonna be listening to this. Yeah. And, you know, of course, the way we respond to shame, it's as unique as fingerprints. Right. (laughs) Um, We are all Mm. going to respond to it so differently, you know, and especially like even in your relationship, the way I respond to when shame come on board from for me, it's going to look different for for my spouse, you know, and and, you know, I think a neat thing to probably even do is like, hey, in situations when I feel shame, this is kind of what I do. Mm. So that when I recognize, you know, like say if you shared that for me, when I recognize, hey, he's kind of doing this thing he said he normally does when shame comes on board. Maybe we need to slow down and say, hey, where are you? What's what's going on? Yeah. And I want to break down like and I like the part with shame being unique. But one thing here is what happens when relate when there's a disconnect in the relationship. Yeah. And it always yeah. looks different, but it's very predictable. Mm. typically there's going to be that person that in the disconnect and kind of like 
that's going to their way of is kind of like they you know when especially when they they're, they're, there's a problem going on and there's something that needs to be solved they're going to kind of withdraw and kind of like hey if i just pull away for a little while things will get better mm-hmm. and then there's going to be that person that that kind of pursues like hey if i don't do something about this then the relationship won't get better mm-hmm Right. And just kind of, and that, that's not always like just that clear cut and rigid. Right. Mm-hmm, right. But I just want to give the, give the listeners that and kind of just to think about like, what is it that happens to me? What do mm-hmm. I do? Do I kind of shut down and isolate and try and move away to deal with it? Because mm-hmm. I can't deal with like, and it's really a response to an emotion mm-hmm. is really what it is. Or am I the person that gets real active and tries to go in and try and maybe fix everything mm-hmm. kind of thing it's interesting because it, it sounds like you know they're both doing a unique thing but it's like to almost like protect a that's it protect yeah. a relationship yes like, i don't want to exactly. really talk about this because it may damage it but wait a minute you're pulling away and we need to talk about this because this may damage it this, or this you know what have be, you but i want it that's powerful and when you're listening to this you might not be able to make space for that in your partner to hear that both of you probably the moves you're making more a lot more than likely is the move that you believe in in the hardness the 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 what is it, how do they say the hardness of your heart or hard whatever that you believe that is to protect the relationship mm. even for that husband that like and this, I'm being stereotypical here because it's this but that it looks like he's shutting down and withdrawing sometimes it really is a form of protection mm. and even for that husband that feels like his wife is being critical it is for protection. Mm. make space for that and get that's the part about getting curious again yeah yeah because when we get curious we're setting ourselves up for some growth <laughs> anyway uh so yeah we do we, we, <laughs> we, you're wrapping it up on time tonight huh honey yeah trying to uh but no we thank you we are gonna have to come back to this some more and unpack the uh the, the end part of this but thank you so much for taking this journey with us so yes. if you've been hearing us talk about this five-part series uh you Dun-da-dun. just got in new orleans we like to call it you just Lanyap. got some you got some laying that's right a little something extra out of us so stick so, around for that so look forward to the bonus episode of the marriage in the garden series but once again we just oh wait we didn't do the excellent point yet either oh, oh. almost broke it almost All broke right. the tradition right let's get it in in that nope, go 30 seconds <laughs> uh i think the the excellent point for me is like what happens to me Right. I need to slow down and make space. I need to slow down and recognize what happens to me when shame or guilt comes online. That's good. I don't know if I have an excellent point. I guess in the sense of, um, you know, those three questions that we that we shared, you know, how can you slow down and say, um, ask yourself, ask God, say, God, where am I at? Mm-hmm. Um, what's influencing me right now in this season of life? And, you know, what am I doing about it? Mm. Yeah, I like that. No, that's, that is ex- what's influencing me. How do mm-hmm. I slow down and what do I do about it? Yeah. Good. All right. Thank you. This is a more excellent way podcast. And we hope that in this episode that you have been inspired and equipped to go about your relationship with God and each other in a more excellent way. All right. God bless you.
We hope that you have been inspired and equipped to go about your relationship with God and others in a more excellent way. Please subscribe to our podcast and rate us on iTunes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at A More Excel Way. And check out our website at A More Excellent Way Relationship.com. Visit KLRC.com to learn more about the More Excellent Way.